0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in chapter 4 of Jonah, which is the last chapter in the book of Jonah. We're in chapter 4, looking at verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation. Jonah appears to be waiting and hope that God will destroy the city of Nineveh. And that is so strange because he did what God asked him to do. He went and preached to, to the people. They repented. They uh, God saved them. And now he's waiting for God God to destroy them. So it's an uh, oxymoron. It's like you preach to them they repented from of their sins and god is you know has forgiven them so why are you waiting for god to destroy them when they've done what you've asked them to do you i mean you told them and we don't know what words he used to convict and convince but whatever he said convicted them and they changed their ways they repented so to teach jonah a lesson God sends a leafy plant to provide him with shade. But let's listen to God's word. Jonah chapter 4 verses 4 through 6 in the God's word translation reads, The Lord asked, What right do you have to be angry? Jonah left the city and sat down east of it. He made himself a shelter there. He sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. The Lord God made a plant to grow beside Jonah to give him shade and make him more comfortable. Jonah was very happy with the plant. Again, this is Jonah chapter 4 verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation. Which gives it the title, The Lord Has to Remind Jonah About His Mercy. I'll be back to share insights, and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am the host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. And I'd like to give a shout-out to A-Train Sports Talk. And I want to share their brief promo. This is Anthony Smith, host of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. And when I'm not doing my own podcast... I'm getting encouraged by five minutes in the Word of God. Thanks, Anthony. And thanks for the shout-out from A-Train Sports Talk. Again, that's Jonah chapter 4, verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation. Jonah is really um, displeased that God did not um, destroy Nineveh. I mean, it's... It's hard to even imagine a preacher who has done his job and is upset that the job is effective. It's just hard to understand that concept. But Jonah would not even set foot into a home in Nineveh because he just expected God to um, to destroy Nineveh. So he figured, okay, if I go into one of these houses, it may, it may fall upon my head. So he made himself a booth. A makeshift shelter of the boughs of trees and sat in that, even though he was exposed to the wind and the weather. Jonah, um, the, the temporary shelter that Jonah was in is one that the Israelites built during their feast of festivals. So he was familiar with this. Jonah was waiting on the outskirts of the city to see what was going to happen to Nineveh. And you could just imagine him sitting there waiting, trying to see, God, are you going to destroy them? You said in 40 days they were going to be destroyed. So I'm hanging around to see what's going to happen. But his message was effective. I'm sure he said more than just the words that we read. He probably preached to them and it convicted them but i don't know why i mean i can't even fathom why he would be disappointed that god saves because he knows god's a loving god he's a caring god jonah was sitting in his booth fretting at the cold and cold of the night and the heat of the day and both of those were grievous to him but and god could have said, you know Jonah you made your you made this choice this is your doing this house is your own building so make the best of it and you know but God looks at him with compassion as a tender mother does with a uh, disobedient or fussy child. Uh, she's going to look after that child just as God looks after Jonah and he um, he um, prepared a gourd a plant with broad leaves and uh, it suddenly grew up and covered his hut or booth or the little makeshift thing that he created so that to uh, keep him from the injury of the cold and the heat it was a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief that uh, he could be refreshed And he could better guard against the uneasiness of mind. And uh, Matthew Henry says, See how tender God is of his people in their afflictions, even though they are foolish and stubborn. Like I said, I cannot imagine a preacher being upset because his message reached the people and they were saved. I just cannot imagine that. But thank God that God is tender of mercy and that he understands. He understood Jonah. We don't have to. God does. God had before prepared a great fish to secure Jonah from the injuries of the water. And here he creates a gourd to secure him from the injuries of the air. He is a protector of his people against evils of all kinds. And just as he commands the, um, the sea and the wind and the waves and the, um, the sun and the moon, he commands plants. And he can make them to serve his purpose. And he can make them to grow suddenly. Of, and, you know, that's contrary to nature because nature in ma- nature, plants grow slow and gradual. But God made this plant grow just for Jonah. A gourd, one would think, was a slender stronghold at best for Jonah who's sitting on the outskirt of town waiting for God to destroy a city. Yet Jonah was exceedingly glad for the gourd. Creature comforts we ought to enjoy and be thankful for, but we need not to be exceedingly glad for them. Of them, it is God only that we uh, that must be our exceeding joy, and that's from uh, Psalm 43 and 4. And those were the words of Matthew Henry. And this plant was probably a castor oil plant. Uh, it grows rapidly in hot climates, and it grows to about 12 feet and have large leaves. These leaves protected Jonah's discomfort. From the heat associated with the region of Nineveh. And notice that this is the first time that we find Jonah happy. Jonah was pleased because at last, after all the compassion of God for other people, God was finally doing something for Jonah. Was that selfish? Of course it was. And petty too. And that's what Boise said. We uh, could say that Jonah's happiness was just as fleshly as his anger. Both were all about Jonah. Let's pray. Father, again, as we read your word and gain insights from your word, help us <laughs> to not be the type of uh, Christian who gives the word and then expects, you know, the worst. If we give and share your word, God, let it, let it uh, produce good fruit. And God, let the fruit that it produces produce even more fruit. So as uh, one, each one reach one, the world will be saved. Father, we thank you for the word of God, for your word. We thank you for your Savior that you sent for our uh, salvation, for our sins. He died on the cross for our sins, and right now we're in the Lenten season. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your uh, Holy Spirit. We thank you for um, sending angels as, uh, to protect us. We thank you, Father, for things that, seen and unseen, that you do. Just working behind the scenes, as we saw in uh, Esther. And as we're seeing in Jonah, how things just, you work behind the scenes. God, we can't understand what's going on between the Ukrainians and the Russians, but you do. And all we can do is trust your hand and trust your heart, Father, in this situation. Father, we pray for those who need you in a special way. Touch as only you can. Touch minds, touch bodies, touch our hearts as only you can. Touch the hearts of leaders, God. Let them see. Let it be expedient to them to do the right thing. In the name of Jesus, amen.